This episode of Standard Orbit is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program for the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. Want to join the conversation and share your thoughts on this episode? Join the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type B-A-B-E-L into the Facebook search field. We look forward to seeing you there. My name is Nicholas Meyer, director of Star Trek 2 and 6, and you are listening to Standard Orbit on Trek FM. Risk is our business. It's like nothing we've dealt with before. My golly, Jim, I'm beginning to think I can cure a rainy day. I can't change the laws of physics. Now in standard orbit, sir. Welcome, everyone, to Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated podcast to the original and new cast of Captain Kirk and the Enterprise. I'm Zach Moore. I am Haley Stoddart coming to you from a very, more like Ferenginar today. Than it's a, a rainy day out there in the Gamma Quadrant, huh? Yeah, it is. Although I don't know if there's a rainy Ferengi planet in the Gamma Quadrant, but it sure feels like it today. <laughs> yes, yes Ferenginar is the uh, the Camino of the Star Trek universe. It seems to be always raining there. Uh, fortunately, uh, I live on Ryza, so we have a nice weather control net. So everything is nice and sunny today. So <laughs> Enjoy it while you can. <laughs> That's right. So we thought it'd be fun to do a little creative experiment today. Uh, you know, the original series got cut short. It was supposed to be a five-year mission. Even season three was supposed to be a few episodes longer. They cut it short. So we thought, what if we came up with an episode of the original series? Thought it'd be fun to, to, to pitch an episode here. It's going to be light. It's going to be fun. We don't have a script. We don't have an outline. You know, we have some ideas, you know, kind of a, a brief flyover of a cool thought we might have had to see an original series episode. And, you know, to be fair, I kind of came up with this idea. So I was a little more like I had this in the back of my mind germinating for a while. So I'm going to go first, Haley. Go for it. And we talked a little bit off microphone before we started. I, I, have, a, I have a feeling that ours are going to be similar in some respect, in some aspect, but we'll see. We'll see as we get into this. This will be fun because we don't know what each other are going to say here. We're going <laughs> to bounce this off each other and see where we go. So what do I criticize Star Trek for being time Trek, right? They're always doing time travel. Well, guess what? I decided I said decided to do another time travel episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, sure, that makes sense. <laughs> so so th- they didn't use time travel that much on the original series. Yeah, I think, you know, just rolling through, running through all 79 episodes of my brain very quickly here. I think they maybe did like four or, you know, they did. Okay, here, let's just split it out. They did they did the Naked Time. Yep. They did Tomorrow's Yesterday. Love that episode. They did City on the Edge of Forever. Mm-hmm. I don't think they time traveled at all in season two up until Assignment Earth, the last episode. And that's a great episode, too. <laughs> <laughs> they had a lot of alternate Earths, it's like the Roman planet or the Nazi planet, but they didn't go back in time. Yeah. Right? 
Uh, so that's four. And then I think the last one is All Our Yesterdays, which would be the fifth one. So I was in the right ballpark. There's only, you know, five out of 80. Not bad. Not a bad percentage. Uh, but we're going to add some more now. <laughs> so so, uh, so here's my idea. And, I, and I'm not sure how I should reveal this. Like, like unfurl this plot here. But let me just let me just kind of give you a brief fly over what I was thinking. So, think Times Arrow-esque with the original series. The, the Enterprise never went back to Earth, right? Because you didn't want to, like, see Earth in the 23rd century. It'd be, like, expensive and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, I think, you know, with, uh, on an Operation Annihilate, I don't know where they filmed that. Like, when they go to Deneva, and there's these futuristic kind of solid buildings and shapes and colors and... I thought that looked kind of futuristic. So if they find a location like that, I'm like, that could be Earth or Starfleet headquarters. I don't know. Go go find some stock footage, as they do in the original series of the Golden Gate Bridge, you know. I, so I'm saying I wanted to see the Enterprise go back to Earth. But the reason they're going back to Earth is because of the story I want to tell, not necessarily that I want them to go back to Earth, although it would be cool. Sure. So they they go back to Earth, and they they find some kind of, time traveling thing out of place that shouldn't be there and they figure out that they also need to go back in time uh and i i know it sounds kind of like time zero <laughs> but this i trust me this is this, there's a reason why we have to do this okay so they i don't know what it is it's some it doesn't matter what it is right it's not spock's head or something it's not spock's brain <laughs> like data's head <laughs> sure. right but it's some artifact that should not be there mm-hmm. and it's there and it, and it lets them know so, I don't know, something with, like, the Enterprise registry number on it. I don't know. But it's there, and it's from the 1990s, all right? Mm-hmm. So, so stay with me. You, you, you okay. might know where I'm going here. might know where I'm going. So they have to go back to the 1990s. Do we get to see them in, like, hot mess 90s neon colors? See, I, I don't want to go full, like, <laughs> futures in, because remember, this is in the 60s. Okay. So it's the True. 60s interpretation of the 90s, and that's why you be careful uh-huh. about this, right? Mm, so. Yeah. They don't go back to, like, the Guardian of Forever because Harlan Ellison <laughs> and Gene Roddenberry are not friendly terms at this point. They don't want to reuse that. They've never been able to reuse that except for the animated series. So they don't do that. But what they do, what they have every time, like, the couple times they've gone back in time on the original series to Earth, they did the, the around the sun, you know, the, the slingshot mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, that's what they're going to do. Because I didn't want, the reason why I wanted the Times Arrow S setup is because I didn't want it to be an accident. Oh, what happened there? You know, the episode starts out, oh, I don't know where we are. Like, how many times can that sure. really happen? Like, accidental time travel, it gets old. So I, I, I prefer it to be like, all right, we're doing this on purpose, you know, mm-hmm. and it has to be for a mission. So they figure out there's an artifact somewhere. It's out of place through some deductions. They have to go back in time and kind of like assignment Earth. They're like, oh, we went back in time. Like, it's already established they do this, apparently. <laughs> they just like, oh, we're, we're just observing stuff back here in the 60s. So... They go back in time. They do the, they do the slingshot thing. Everything's fine. You know, they don't make that big a deal about it. Because, again, it's not about so much the time travel. It's about where they end up, right? So it turns out they end up on Earth. But what do they have to do on Earth? And this is, this is the whole reason I wanted to do this, right? Because who is the best guest star on the original series, right? Hmm. It's, it's Ricardo Montalban. Mm-hmm. It's Khan. But you can't see Khan again on the original series because they put him on city alpha five so i'm thinking how could you have him come back how can he be like harry Mudd and come back in another episode well you do time travel to the 1990s ah, where he is in okay. charge of a quarter of earth so that's why the enterprise has gone back in time to the 90s now they can hide behind the moon or something you know to hide the ship you know insert 
explanation here of why no mm-hmm. one sees them on like satellites and stuff. So, but this is the nineteen. This is the eugenics wars. They yes. go back in time to the eugenics wars, and that's why they're back in time. Maybe that had something to do with the artifact. I'm not sure. Right. But here's the thing. They can. It's something to do with Khan. They have to go do something around Khan, but they can't let Khan see them because that's going to mess up the timeline. And so twofold, threefold, really, I think it'd be fun. You get to see Ricardo Montalban back. I think he would come back because he enjoyed his time on Star Trek. Obviously, he came back for the Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. So we've got all these hints about what he was like back in the day. Let's see some of that, right? And I understand it's the 60s, and this, I don't know, this is like the fourth season, so budget would be <laughs> budget would be pretty tight. Yeah. So we a lot of rooms. <laughs> There'd be a lot of windowless rooms people are in. <laughs> you know, maybe like a map behind someone of the There's world. There's got to be a cave. Okay, okay. Uh, got like, be a cave. Rebels or something are all hanging out in a cave, you know. That's exactly like let's find some easy things to shoot. Uh, again, you would have like one matte painting, I think, of like Earth in sure. 1994 or whenever they're there. And again, this is like the 60s thing about the 90s, so I don't know what they would look at, but it would be like I, you know, I guess the Middle East, right? Because you know, Khan control he, that's where he started his control. Mm-hmm. So you could have a desert, I don't know, that's a cheap place to shoot. <laughs> you go out to Vasquez Rocks, right? Oh, look, it's. We're in the sure. you know the, the desert of whatever. All right, so you do that. I see like a lot of sneaking around, right? But so this is this is this is another thing that I thought would be cool, and it, it might mess up some continuity, but I I still think it'd be fun. I was gonna say you're you're hitting that just a little bit possibly. So this this, this is what Star Trek does. It's like oh we have a little little window here. Let's go play around in it. All right, sure. so that's what I'm doing with this. As much as I criticize it, I'm doing it myself. So check off. Right. Let's give him something to do. He got more stuff to do, like in the third season. Let's carry that on. And and, and these are a little I know these are things that all kind of happen in the future, but it's the 60s. So it's fine. It hasn't happened yet. So they're on some mission to do something. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 Chekhov gets captured. Right. And then he meets Khan. He meets Khan in this episode. That's how he knows what he looks like. Now, you can be like. Well, in the in Star Trek Two, he didn't say, "Oh, I remember you from the whatever." Blah, blah blah. Like it can, that can just be internal. I don't know, right? It's just it's one of those things. Star Trek. I could list you off a hundred things Star Trek does like this that doesn't quite add up. Yeah. So I just think it'd be fun to be like, "Oh, okay," because he wasn't there in the first season. And I'm thinking like Star Trek Four, where he gets kind of, he gets captured and check a terrible special ops guy. Chekhov's just getting captured left and right. So he gets captured at some point, but then he escapes. Now this was the kind of the the ultimate, like, you're leading towards something, right? I didn't know if they need to help Khan escape. Like, if they need to, like... I think there should be... Like, maybe there's, like, a scene where there's, like, they're going to escape, but somebody's going to stop them, but, like, Spock and Kirk, like, actually have to, like, launch the Botany Bay because of preserving the timeline. Mm-hmm. Even though, at this point, obviously, Khan hasn't done that much bad stuff. He's like, okay, he took over the Enterprise, beat up some people, but nobody died yet in Space Seed, so it's, sure. like, it's... It, it's uh, we could stop him, but why do we really want to? It's like well, we could stop this guy, bring him to justice now, and they're like oh, we have to preserve the timeline. I, there should be some. I would like this to play with the whole predestination paradox of time travel stuff. They don't do that that much in Star Trek because there's so many different rules of time travel. They don't really yeah. talk about it very much because they're they're going to the past doing all kinds of stuff that should like <laughs> really screw up the future, transfer to aluminum, and, you know all that stuff. But I would like some kind of you know debate like that. Maybe obviously there's going to be some action scene at some point, some big fight. Spock uses his neck pinch to take out these genetic Superman and th- that kind of stuff. You have to think of some kind of headgear. I'm thinking there's some kind of like 1990s looking for the future headgear Spock wears because it's always like, what? how is Spock going to cover up his ears this time? It's always a thing yeah. when they time travel. So that would be fun. And then they save the day and they, there's some scene on the bridge where like, well, we'll see him again 
or he'll see us again, but we won't see him again. There's, there's some comedic button at the end, and they leave. Of and, and I want to see Consum. I don't know what he's doing in this episode, but you, you see him for a little bit. But the thing is, he can never come into contact with anybody. But Chekhov might be fun. So that that is my idea for another Star Trek episode. Would they do that in 1969, 1970? I don't know. Like they brought back Harry Mudd. They brought they would have brought back Sarek. You know, they have characters and actors they liked working with. I just think that'd be really cool. Obviously, back then Khan wasn't as big thing as Star Trek as he is now, for obvious reasons. Sure. But but even then I think he stood out. And I think that it's a cool way to incorporate him again on the original series. So that is my pitch. It's 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 time travel, but only because I wanted to see Ricardo Montalban as Khan again. Is that because I think he was honestly just a more layered, interesting character on the original series than he was in the movies. He's a broken man, he's crazy, you know. But back then he was more like a calculated guy and would have been interesting to see that so that is why that's the direction i took the story in time trek strikes again i didn't even come up with a title for this um return to yesterday i don't know right i mean like just fill in the blank (laughs) so there you go uh that that is my pitch for an original series episode Haley, what do you think it's it's definitely really interesting. Um, you know, as you as you mentioned this, I was kind of considering some kind of time travel slash, you know, parallel universe type of deal, uh, you know, Enterprise encountering itself, but it's not mirror. That would save a lot of money. It so would. That's smart. It so that's, really, it's really a lot would. cheaper than mine. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I, I like the, the time travel aspect. I know that there's a lot of fans out there, you know, obviously we're looking at this through a lens of post everything else besides the original series. And we're all sick of kind of time travel. But I, I see your point. It is interesting. It would have been uh, definitely interesting, I think, to film just because, again, like you said, the budget was pretty low. So who knows? I think... Uh, would they have reused footage <laughs> yeah. stuff uh, to to make sure that this would work? But I see your concept. It definitely would be interesting. And again, there's that aspect of could we have episodes that showed us stuff that we didn't get to see but was always hinted at? And and so on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, let's do that. But then on the other hand, I'm like, no, nah, I kind of still want to hint to that. And it leaves that era that aura of mystery and like you can kind of make it your own story type of deal um which is where we get a lot of our fan fiction but uh i liked the idea it's great well thank you thank you very much now sounds like you were thinking time travel as well a little a little bit it wasn't necessarily something that i super considered i had a couple ideas that i was throwing around we we can hash them out here yeah let's do it so i definitely think that something um in the lens of the enterprise coming upon itself somehow through through some way something happens and they come upon their past selves let's say let's say it's kind of in a time loop so they're stuck in this loop and they've got to figure something out and granted we've had an episode like that in tng and it's really interesting (laughs) and it's kind of fun but that was kind of where my brain was going so it wasn't so much another mirror universe episode because i think the one that we got was really good and just leave it at that Mm-hmm. but something dealing with like a space race they're up against. I was thinking maybe the Romulans could come back and and there's something going on that they're stuck in a loop, but they're also trying. It's like a space mystery, space time travel pirate mystery is where my brain was going. Some kind of Romulan experiment has started some time loop. Huh? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Something like that, so that we get more encounters with the Romulans. Because I, I was thinking Klingons, but then I was like, no, nah, we've had a lot of Klingons in TOS uh, so far. So I'm like, who is somebody that would be really interesting to see again before on this journey? Because, I mean, we'd have to encounter them again at some point. And so I was thinking Romulans, and there's just something going on. Um, and the Enterprise is trying to – because then you don't have a planet. You don't have to worry about – planet footage you're just on the ships you don't have to pay for a lot of guest stars yep you know, exactly it's the, the crew twice right yep <laughs> and so there's just there's something that they're they're trying to get after because they need it but the romulans also need it and so who's going to get it first but then the romulans have something that's causing time to shift and to try and one up the enterprise from getting whatever it is okay okay so yeah so i like it so it's the the, the contained time travel yeah as opposed to the we're going back hundreds of years exactly. time travel. Okay. okay. So then there's yeah. no there's no um oh we're gonna mess with things or anything like that. It's it's very much like a okay, we've made a mistake, we need to fix it, you know, and something more along the lines of like, I wanted Sulu to have a bigger part and maybe Sulu kinda realized that, hey, we're we're stuck in something and what's going on and and so utilize the crew that we don't get a whole lot from. Mm-hmm. and have them be the ones that are, like, trying to figure this out. I mean, Spock obviously would be, but I'd like to see some of the other <laughs> crew members kind of be like, hey, wait, didn't we do this before? Or, wait, maybe we need to try it this way instead um, kind of situations. So I, I like that. Like, ob- as you said, Spock would obviously be the one that, <laughs> to figure it out. Like, in my mind, I see, like, Spock mind-melding with himself in this episode, right? Like, with feet. <laughs> yeah. Past Spock, mind melds with future Spock, right? And that that's a cool thing we haven't seen. And uh, yeah, I just hope they get better doubles for scenes like that than the yeah. <laughs> than the than the stunt doubles on the original series. They're so bad. Yeah, <laughs> but like I said, you know, as far as like the budget goes, this would be easy to film. I, I and I really like the episodes where they have other Constitution class ships. Yeah, you know, that's like oh, it expands the universe. Like it's cool because it's like it's it's your ship, but it's not. And mm-hmm. and, I was, and Sulu, huh? Giving him something to do, which is nice because you know you know I picked Chekhov, but uh, you know that Chekhov kind of rose to prominence because Sulu went away for a while. So yeah. it'd be nice to see Sulu have some more stuff to do. Absolutely. Well, well and if you think about it, like. Um... Uh, and I forget the episode from TNG because I'm really bad with episode titles. But there's the one episode where they get caught in that time loop and Beverly notices because her plants have, like, grown more than they should. Oh, Sulu it's uh, has cl- all those... uh, clues. Yes. Yeah. Sulu has those plants. You know, when we first see him and he's in- interacting with Yeoman Rand, he's got those plants. So clearly, you know, that could be pulled in as, like, something's up with my plants. Like, there's something that's been gone, there's something that's wrong in the lab, and I'm noticing it. So when do the, if they're in a, if there's a loop, when do they meet each other? When do the two ships meet each other at this in this loop somewhere? I, you know, I would place it, like, either halfway or just a little before, like, half in the episode, and they kind of come together, you know. And right, it, right before the commercial break, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, a registry... NC, this is I'm doing it. You can't see me right now, but I'm like Spock looking at his sensors, like NCC seventeen. Oh, and he turns and he looks at the captain like, got that that shock face. (laughs) 
Yeah. I, lo- I love it when they do that. They read out. It's like, okay, we know what it's going to be, guys. It's just NCs. Yep. And they, they drag it up. But then that's a great that's a great mid-episode reveal of the two. Like, they're in this, they think they're in a loop, and then they re- then they find the other mm-hmm. Enterprise, and then hijinks ensue at that point. There. Exactly. And, and you just kind of barely use the Rhymelands because they're kind of, they don't, those ears are expensive. Yeah. You see one Rhymeland, everybody else has a helmet. <laughs> exactly. Know? Which makes it easy again. Um, you know, and... And again, with the hijinks ensuing and everything else, and then, you know, they come upon themselves and they realize what's going on, obviously, because the Enterprise is going to figure it out. And from there, go forward and stop the Romulans and then save the day essentially for themselves, because otherwise they're just going to be continuously stuck in this and get whatever device it is that they're both after. Now, now here's a thought. At some point, like assuming there's like a past and a future, because versions, right? Or, or yeah, do, do they? Do, does a character switch from like, like does the old, does the one from the quote unquote future take over from the one of the past? Like they do this in like Voyager, like Harry Kim. I think this happens to like three times. <laughs> but it's like, do they do one of those like, oh, Sulu died, but it's okay because we have future Sulu and he's gonna be Sulu now from. A day in the future. Does that happen, you think? Or is that is no. that too deep at this point for Star Trek in nineteen sixty nine? I think it would be too much. I mean, obviously, you know, the Enterprise knew when the mirror counterparts came over that clearly this was not their captain. It was really quick and easy. I think it's more of just like a it it's a space race, essentially, is what this is. And so there's nothing like super dangerous for any of the crew. It's just a matter of like hey, what's going on? Hey, we've got to get this thing before these guys get this thing. Or, you know, something catastrophic could potentially happen, but it's not enough of a threat that anything catastrophic really would happen to, like, individual members of the crew. I like that. So it's being a space race, I think the Romulans have invented this technology that traps their opponent in a time loop of some kind. And I think that's 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 why they end up in the loop. I mm-hmm. think that's the, the way to go. What do you think of that? Yeah. That is the device they have. And once they break out, you know, then they, the last five minutes. <laughs> then they, of course, they, it's always the last, like, We use some stock footage of the Enterprise firing some phasers at some stock footage of a Romulan bird of prey or something. And that's, and it blows up and that's the day. So, yeah, I like, I like that. So, okay, so uh, time trek again, but it's, it's not quite time trek. It's like, you know, like you said, cause and effect or clues mm-hmm. or something like that. All right, so I think we got a couple good ideas here. I, w- I would like to see both of these. I know episodes. it'd be really kind of fun. I think. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm sure if Ken were here, I'm sure he would pick an, a, an episode not to do with time travel. Nope. <laughs> keep it simple. It's like space, the final frontier. Time is the final frontier. You know, because it's like those are things you can really play with and not have to invent totally new things. Yeah, it's just tough to invent totally new things. Well, right? and you know, in this in this idea. You know, and it's it's something I have mentioned before is that I would love for them to go back to some planet that they visited and see what repercussions they've left behind. And so I don't know if that's a concept that would be good for a four season episode, if anybody would even consider it, if you had thought about it. But it's always something that's been on my mind, which is partly why I'm really excited for the adult Lower Decks episode, because they are that like follow-up ship oh hey here let's go visit this planet that was visited by the federation before and let's see what damage was done (laughs) let's see if we can fix anything um so that's kind of always been on my mind too is something like going back to like sigma iosha 2 and see what happened and are they still gangsters and shooting each other up or (laughs) 
to be friends now kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think just being thinking about putting your your mind in the 60s or or 1970 at this point, right? It's like, I don't think they do that. And that's why it's like, I think recurring, you know, races like the Romulans Mm -hmm. or like recurring guest star character like Khan you could do because they were gonna they brought back Harry Mudd you know yeah. Roger C. Carmel they wanted to bring back core John Colicos that he kept being unavailable that's why they keep inventing these other Klingons but they were like all right we'll give you a little bit of continuity with like oh here's a person you might have seen before we can explain it to somebody like Chekhov like hey who's this Khan guy I wasn't here when this happened right and he explained they explain who he is and that kit gets the audience up to speed although I think that's a great I, I obviously you know, in, in current Star Trek, it's, it's, that's the thing that, that books and comic books and fan fiction is made of. Like, let's follow up on these episodes. Yeah. I just I just don't think they would have the inclination nor have the faith in the audience nor been like, I, it might be some mandate from the, you know, the network. Like, okay, there's no, no sequel episodes. All right, because you look at I, Mud and Mud's women, like, there's nothing to do with each other other than, like, the fact that there's this guy they encountered before. Yeah. Uh, so there's no need to see one before the other. But uh, Sure, I get what you're saying. That would be, I mean, we of course love to see it uh, as well. And hey, it'd be something original instead of just, it's time travel again. <laughs> but let's say, look at it, even us falling into that trap. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I think it's hard not to when you look back and you try to think of episodes because, again, we're looking at it a lens from post everything else. And so some of your ideas and, and thoughts kind of come from episodes that we've seen in other series. And you're like, hmm, this would be kind of cool. How would they take a. 60s original series spin on this kind of episode and it gets hard not to do that uh when you're like okay what else would they write for season four and i'm intrigued i hope listeners will chime in with with something that they think that they would have liked to have seen that might have been filmed or or something i'm sure there probably would have been another uh god type being episode (laughs) absolutely (laughs) let's be honest (laughs) There, there definitely would be that. Uh, do you think they would have written another Klingon? I, I think because they built that ship model in season three, they'd be like, "Well, look, we got to use this thing." You mm-hmm. know, I mean, they, they even got the Romulans using it in season three. They want to use it so much, so I think they definitely, you know, they'd write some conflict plot and like, "Who do we use?" Oh, the Klingons, right? They probably just plug him in. Just do you think the they'd be closer to villain. like the Klingons we see in uh, TAS with like the purple shirts? <laughs> I certainly hope not. I certainly <laughs> hope they would not be wearing purple shirts. I, uh, you know, and then, you know, you could bring back. People love the tribbles, right? You think about just yeah, like yeah. odds and ends here, not episode pitches, just odds as we're talking here, like the tribbles. But what do you, I mean, there is an animated series episode about the tribbles, mm-hmm. but it's like the same thing again. <laughs> right? yeah. It's like with the Klingons. That made me think of that. Um, godlike beings, absolutely. That's a great call. Uh, you know, Sarek. I think they, they would probably bring him back. You know, Mark mm. Leonard. Actually, Mark Leonard was supposed to come back. And play Abraham Lincoln mm-hmm. in the Savage Curtain, but the, the scheduling didn't work out. I think that would have been cool just for the fact that he would have played three different characters in three different seasons, three different episodes. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, I, I think going like going back to Vulcan for something mm. and having Spock and his parents that would have been cool. I considered that briefly, but I didn't didn't go anywhere with that one. But yeah, so that would be kind of neat. Um, anything else? I'm trying to think of anything else, like something that they would have pulled, but I don't know. The Tholians, because they have the they have their own yeah. ship. I'm just I'm just trying to think like what what do we have here? We, that we, we can reuse, use, right? Yeah. Uh, we have that we have that painting of the Tholian on the screen. We can mm-hmm. use that. Um, of course, it's like they have a web, but what else? What else do they do? Right? It's kind of a one trick speed. That's I mean a big reason why they never really brought him back for anything other than Enterprise. Because what do you do with them? Right? Something with a shuttlecraft. 
you know, let, let's let's send somebody somewhere in a shuttlecraft. Exactly. Keep them, you know, just, you, you Someone gets around. captured. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. It's probably Kirk. Um, He's got to have a wardrobe malfunction again. <laughs> wardrobe malfunction. There it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. I would like to see the other characters get more to do. Uh, yeah. And, but, uh, but who knows what they would have done. I mean, Chekhov was supposed to get more to do in season three, and he kind of did, you know, off the top, right? Spectre of the Gun and stuff. But then as it went on, and they're like, yeah, we're going to get canceled, so we're not really going to bother <laughs> developing you guys' characters after all. I guess Scotty would have had another episode with a love interest, right? He had mm-hmm. one in season two and one in season three. I'm sure they would have come up with another one for him. Uh, here's here's a thought, uh, just randomly. What if there's an episode, uh, and this would be released super easy for them to film, if it's something just on the ship and maybe just like a generic planet, something that they've already used before or something. Uh, not so much the same as with Turnabout Intruder, but like what if somehow everybody kind of swapped positions? So like Shatner, Kirk was not the captain. He was like the engineer and like, I don't know, Yuhura is the captain and like Spock is helmsman or something. Like something just where everybody's like out of sorts. Mm -hmm. Because that would be actually really funny. (laughs) But but, but who would set it right though, I guess, you know, it's like Spock, right? (laughs) Because Spock would be the one to, to figure it out somehow. Um, I, I, you know, I would like, uh, to that point, it would be cool to see, you know, we, we were talking about alternate universes, yes or no, but maybe just an alternate where like Spock is the captain mm-hmm. or something like that. Something, yeah. And then Kirk shows up and nobody knows who he is. He's like, oh, I'm supposed to be the captain. I'm the captain. <laughs> you know? And then there's, so he has to work with Spock and they, there's some kind of like, you know, understanding there. And then I don't know, some transporter malfunction didgeridoo and he goes back to i don't know right maybe not yeah. an alternate universe but an alternate timeline something like that sure uh, get time time again right we'll that's see we and, and that's the thing because you know if you go back to and i'm going to mention it the alternative factor clearly they realize that there are other timelines so i mean they could do an episode where they run into just an alternate timeline of themselves it's not time travel it's just clearly like something happens and the one jumps over to theirs or the other one jumps out or they jump over to theirs and things are just swapped. Well, and I've often said that like the, the last episode like could have been like a clip show, you know, I mean, to, to kind of mention what you were saying, like following up on things, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of have, I don't know. Did you, did you ever watch Seinfeld, Haley? No, sorry. So, so the last, the last episode of Seinfeld is basically like a clip show and they, they all get arrested for, um, uh, be, being bad citizens because they they film some guy getting robbed and they're making fun of like oh look at this guy <laughs> give me lunch money like but Kramer has like a new camera and they're filming it but then they get arrested because that's like I don't know what state they're in but it's illegal to do that <laughs> and hmm. so then they they call in all these characters you know they've met over the years and stuff and they start talking about how much jerk because that's the point of Seinfeld these people are just terrible people right <laughs> and so like all these people all these side characters are like yeah they did this and they did that and they did this. Uh, you know, you play it straight because it's Star Trek, right? But you do some kind of clip show as the last season, uh, last episode. And then in 1970, okay, assuming they went all five years, let's see, mm-hmm. 67, 68, 69, 1971, <laughs> all right, that's a that's a big deal because you don't, there's not VCRs or home video or anything like that, streaming, of course not. So it's like, oh, cool, what a nice way to see all these old adventures we saw. Sure. Uh, I don't know what it would be. I don't know what it would, it's Captain Kirk on trial. You know, that was an idea for one of the Star Trek movies, actually. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, show some, save budget, right? <laughs> show clips from other episodes. 
Uh, they've done it before on Star Trek. It's not unprecedented. So I don't know. Like that's you know, as we kind of wrap up here, that's a nice odds and ends idea at some point to have a true clip show in the style of what they used to do in like the seventies on TV. So. Well, it could be that you know. Uh we're saying goodbye to the Enterprise and we're all going our own separate ways. I don't know. Let's have a couch movie night. We're saying goodbye to the crew. We're back on Earth. We're all kind of going our own ways and and changing our, our careers, so to speak. And uh, here's a way to celebrate the last five years that we've been out adventuring together. Well, with the clip show, you know, so like in the clip show, like, like, in, like an in an in universe clip show where they're yeah. actually, yeah, they're watching the, their mission logs or something along that lines, yeah. So, cool. oh no, these 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 are all good ideas. They're all good ideas. So, you know, ultimately, we all wanted to see more of the original series, right? And so this this is why is fan fiction, books, comic books, fan series continuing the show. So this was our couple of ideas plus some odds and ends here at the end of pitching you another episode of the original series. So if there's anything you ever wanted to see on the original series you didn't get to see, feel free to comment, share with us your ideas on the Babel Conference and otherwise, and you know we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. And I, I'm sure being a Star Trek fan, you guys have some ideas and have some opinions about these things. So I look forward to hearing what you would have wanted to see in Season 4. So it's been a lot of fun talking about our Season 4 episode pitches this week on Standard Orbit, but it's not the only thing going on on Trek FM. Here's a quick look at what else you might have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.FM, Earl Grey. Okay, that's excellent. And it'll be interesting to see how we interpreted the topic because I know I may have interpreted it uh, maybe a little differently than others did. We'll see. Is this another time travel thing? No, I was, I was going to say no time travel for me as long as Jellicoe doesn't come into this. Sure, okay. That's, so we'll make okay. that deal then. Awesome. <laughs> I'm in. All right. Literary treks. And, you know, the, the stakes are, are really big. You know, we'll, we'll get there, but, you know, this Borg ship threatens Earth and all this kind of stuff. And it just feels like it, it's, it's a lot of really comic booky, over-the-top stuff that doesn't quite fit right with the novel that came before it and the novel that came after it, if that makes sense. <laughs> Primitive Culture. A look at history and culture through Star Trek. And Next Gen Arriving was was this sort of, wow, wow, this is, looks incredible. I know when we look at sort of first season Next Gen now, what we're going is, wow, this is really slow and stagey. But in fact, it was, it was incredible. It was absolutely um, game-changing. The Edge, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. Only because I was watching little bits of Emissary recently is that he would see himself wearing that awful purple swimsuit and think, oh, God, I can't wear that. <laughs> oh, my every, gosh. Every time I see it, I'm like, whoa, I'm really glad I'm not wearing 24th century clothing. <laughs> if you wanted me to murder an entire society, fine. <laughs> but I'm not wearing that bathing suit. Too revealing. Oh. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> That's funny. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. So check out all these shows and find out what we're talking about in your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're an Apple user, you can get the show on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. That helps us out greatly and makes it easier for other listeners to find the show. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Windows Phone, and of course, you can stream and download the MB3 file from our website and grab the RSS link as well. 
If you would like to get in touch with us here at Trek FM, you can always find us on trek.fm slash contact and look at the sidebar on the show page. Or you can go to speakpipe.com slash trek.fm and please leave us a voice message. You can also contact us through Twitter at trek.fm, Facebook at facebook.com slash trek.fm, and the Babel Conference. Type the Babel Conference, that's B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook or go to our website at trek.fm.com and click discussion on the menu bar. Another way you can help us keep all of our shows coming to you each week is to become a patron of the network on Patreon. If you visit patreon.com slash trekfm, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trekfm, you'll find our current goals and different milestone contribution levels, along with all of the great perks we have for you. These perks include early access to content, exclusive content, producer credit, seats on our content development team, and more. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. Speaking of Patreon, thank you as always to our associate producers for Standard Orbit. They are Norman C. Lau, Nick Anastasio, Tim Robertson, Richard Marquez, Corey Elrod, Dan Rhodes, and Mike Richards. Your contributions and support mean the world to us, and we appreciate you being associate producers on Standard Orbit. You can find me on Twitter at Trekkie01D. You can also hear me talking about both Discovery and the Orville over on the Fandom Podcast Network's Discoville podcast that drops every week. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at MoronZach. That's M-O-O-R-E-O-N-Z-A-C-H. I'm also the host of my own podcast, Always Hold On To Smallville, where we talk about each and every episode of that young Superman show. You can find us on Twitter at Always Smallville with one S. I'm also the co-host of Franchise Fatigue, a podcast where we look at sequels, remakes, movie franchises, and when a franchise gets fatigued. You can find us on Twitter at UFP Earth, part of the United Federation of Podcasts. So thanks everyone for listening, and join us again next time here on Trek FM for another episode of Standard Orbit.